Thanks for listening to Back on the Broomstick. And we appreciate everyone who has sent in their questions by email at backonthebroomstick at gmail.com. And also everyone who has given us ratings, reviews, five stars, thumbs up, all of them. We appreciate we everything. We love you. We love all of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So tell a friend, put those stars on there and keep it up. We appreciate you. Share, share, share. Welcome to Back on the Broomstick, a modern witch's spoken word grimoire, where two witchy friends from way back are reconnecting to their pagan roots after a long period of mundanity. We're rewalking the path of the wise and trying out all the latest spells, rituals, and magical theory in today's witchcraft and pagan practices. So grab your wand and your incense, your cauldron and your crystals, and join us as we get Back back on on the Broomstick. Thank you for listening to Back on the Broomstick. I'm Layla. And I'm Shell. And today we're going to talk about not magic. This is a hot topic. Have you seen a lot of stuff on not magic lately? I have. It seems like everybody is wondering how to do not magic, what it is, what are some good spells to do with not magic. And this is a great time of year, Shell, because I have a little bit of Scottish folklore for you about knots. Ooh, do tell. It's from a book called Stories of Fairies from Scotland by Walter Gregor. And he wrote this in 1883 about some Scottish folklore. And he says that right around Halloween, fairies dance around bonfires and they'll tie beautiful blue ribbons into knots with their left hand and then throw it over their left shoulders. And if any human is unlucky enough to find one of these knots and picks it up, They'll become mesmerized by the beautiful, intricate knot, and then the fairies will be able to come and steal them away, and they'll never be seen again. Ooh, I like that. Right? It just kind of tells you that knot magic has been around for a while in folklore from all sorts of different places. Well, this is something that I think is some everybody can do. Everybody can tie a knot. You got string, you've got cord, you've got whatever material to tie a knot. This, this is definitely something that you don't need any extras for, which is why I love it. And it's also very secret for anybody who's still in the broom closet. Not magic is something that you can do and no one will know that you're doing magic. I mean, you could tie your shoelaces. That's something I see all over. They're like, not magic is so easy. You can do it when you tie your shoelaces. I mean, just like with a lot of things, I think it comes down to what is your intent? What are you trying to put out there? What is your your quote unquote spell or prayer You know, just as you would, you know, say me, maybe make an incense or make a tea with those intentions. You're tying those knots with those intentions. One little thing that I had seen uh, way back, and you can still find it online. Uh, I'm pretty sure you can find it online still. Remember back in our day, Nightmare on Elm Street and Freddy Krueger? Yeah, love those movies this time of year. You know how they had that, you know, one, two, Freddy's coming for you. (laughs) Yeah. Similar thing, you know. Not one, the spell's begun. Not two, it'll be true. Not three, so mote it be. Have you heard that? I have. I think the particular rhyme that by not of one, the spell's begun one, that one was written by Deborah Harkness, I think for her All Souls trilogy. I think it was also in The Discovery of Witches. And it's a derivative of a common counting rhyming spell. You see it all over the place. You know, like you said, from the Freddy movies, one, two, Freddy's coming for you. So it's pretty common. Um, But this is the one that most people know of. And the reason they're so common is because they're so very, very easy. And our brains love easy. And I think that's probably why I always remembered it, because it reminded me of the Freddy song. (laughs) But 
but kind of in a, I don't know about other folks, but me personally, not magic is generally something you're doing in a pinch and on the fly. I don't know. It, it was always kind of a, in a pinch kind of thing for me. The rhyme that you're talking about is a is a nine line charm. It goes up to number nine, and you can. I actually, don't think I remember. I don't think I remember all nine. <laughs> the reason it's a nine line charm is because it's for something called a witch's ladder, and uh, witch's ladders have they go back to Charles Godfrey Leland. He talked about them in some of his earlier books when he was talking about Italian uh, folk witchery, and he had seen it from older articles talking about witches' ladders that had been found in old ladies' attics and stuff like that. Aren't they really really similar to maybe the witch version of a rosary? Kind of. A witch's ladder is, is basically a string with nine or up to 40 knots, but any magical number that works for you is good. People use nine, again, because it's easy to do with that rhyming charm. Because what you do with a witch's ladder is you take your rope, or string, whatever it is. And as you tie the first knot, you say your charm or you say your binding. And you can even put a parchment with a spell written on it into that. I think when I did, when I did stones. You can do stones. Crystal chips. Yep. So each of those nine knots, and sometimes they can be tied in a very specific order, depending on the type of witch's ladder that you're doing. You can put feathers in it, which are traditional. Uh, There's different curses that you can bind into it or blessings you can bind into it. But that charm is specifically for something called a witch's ladder, which has kind of an old, possibly controversial beginning, but in modern day is used as a very powerful knot spell. Can you do knot magic without it having to be nine knots? Oh, absolutely. It can be one. Knots are one of those sympathetic magic things. We, we talk about magic being very like for like. Our brains like things that make sense and our subconscious and our magical brain in particular likes things that look magical, I guess. Um, So (laughs) a knot, when you're saying, I bind you, or you're trying to bind someone, what do you do when you literally bind someone? You knot them up with ropes, you tie them down. And so tying a knot is literally binding something. So you can do that for good or for ill. If you want to bind someone to stop them, you can. Or if you want to bind good things into something, you can. One example of a time when you spent a lot of time tying knots is right here, Shell. Oh, yeah. Our coven cords. Our coven cords. We are both holding up nine foot long cords that are three different braided cords. So there's nine total cords in this nine foot long cord. I think we started out with 18 feet of cord that we had to separate and braid. And I think by the time I was done, I had carpal tunnel. What we're referring to is a coven cord. And for our coven, we started out with three braids of white and you would move up to different color cords until you eventually got the high priest or high priestess cord. To make these cords for each of our initiates or as you moved up and got a different color cord, we would have little coven parties and people would come over and we would take this God's awful long lengths of cord. Like (laughs) Shell said, it was like 18 or 21 feet because you then had to braid each color. Then the three colors together got braided together together again. And as we made these braids, which are a type of knot, we would think good thoughts about this person. We'd be talking about the coven. We'd be laughing about the future. We'd be infusing this braid with energy that would then get bound by those knots into that cord. Do you know how long it was? Like years. It was years before I realized that that was considered not magic. So I had been doing not magic 
making all those chords, getting my carpal <laughs> tunnel, and didn't even know it was necessarily not magic, which I laugh at now. But sometimes you do things and just because you don't have a name for it, you don't realize you're doing it. So I had been doing not magic forever in a day and had no clue because it was braiding. And I didn't realize that braiding, you know, in your mind, you're like a knot, a knot. That's right. not a knot. It's a braid. Um, but yeah, it took me years to realize I was doing not magic for a long time. Braiding, sewing, knitting, crocheting, all of those are forms of binding, forms of not magic. Macrame is a beautiful form of knot magic. I'm going to hold up another thing that our listeners can't see, but shall can. This is a necklace. Like, you know, those hippie oh, hemp rope those. necklaces. This one I made for my husband. It's wrapped with five different stones. And he had picked these stones out while we were at a pagan festival and carried them with him the entire festival, charging them with really positive energy. And then I took hemp rope and wrapped a necklace and then wrapped each stone in its own individual net. And there's a lot of knots in this necklace. And so each knot was tied with intention. And you can do that while you're crocheting something or sewing something. And it can be very small. It doesn't have to be big. Well, like I said, I think there's just some misconception that knot magic is specifically knots. Yeah. And, and it's not. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. And sometimes... It can look like Celtic knots. Right. A beautiful form of knot work is Celtic knots that you've seen drawn all over everything. I mean, pagan everything has Celtic knot work in it. I have Celtic knot work tattoos. <laughs> exactly. And those are magical as well. And they can be very meditative following the lines of those knots or drawing one of those knots in one continuous line where your pen never leaves the paper can be a very powerful meditation. Now, I, I kind of wanted to get back a little bit to that witch's ladder and how it kind of equates to what some folks, former Christians, current Christians would know as is the rosary. So you know how on a rosary, your typical uh, Catholic rosary, I don't know how many beads are on it, to be honest. Um, I've never really had that experience. But you pray to each bead. I have done that with a witch's ladder same exact thing. We're kind of not necessarily pray to each knot, but have a conversational intention with each knot because I've done it in a way that I think when I did it, I had like a strip. It was just like maybe a eight inch long strip by the time it was done. And like I said, I had, I had knotted in chips of crystals and stones at each knot. And kind of did it like along like the chakra color theme. Oh, that sounds really cool. Kind of did like a meditative, intentional mini spell at each color as I went up the color code. So you doubly charged those. So not only did you have crystals in there to hold the energy, but you knotted it in there to hold and keep it. Well, they were those little chips that had the holes in them, um, like the jewelry chips. So I was able to make the chip a part of the knot. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Oh yeah, absolutely. Now you doubly have a, a an energy holder there. And kind of every knot put in the intention that I had that stone symbolized basically. Kind of like how you would pray on a rosary, going from knot to knot or stone to stone. A spell braid like that could be used similarly, especially if you charge, like you said, you had it done in chakra colors and you charge each of those with that type of energy. Anytime you then wanted to do a chakra meditation, if you took that braided cord out and then held each knot, you would feel that rush of energy. You'd 
you'd basically have a, a chakra battery, an energy battery right there that you could then use later in spells or in meditations. I, I think that's fabulous. And also very aesthetically pleasing. I have to just throw that piece in there. Gotcha. Yeah, they're really pretty. Oh my gosh. I mean, my husband loves his necklace. He wears it all the time and it's a very wearable spell. It looks great on him. <laughs> but another thing with braiding that I like to do while we're on the topic of braiding is um, braiding hair. hair. Yeah. And we're not going to get into locks or dreadlocks or Rastafarian locks because that's an entirely different thing. That's a whole religious thing. And so we're, we're not going to really talk about locks here. But that's another way that, that knotting something can be very spiritual, very powerful, and very magical. There is such a thing, we'll touch briefly on the fairy locks, like in Irish and Celtic mythology, there's the idea that fairies at night would come and knot your hair and that it might possibly, like Shakespeare says it's unlucky to brush those out, but that doesn't mean that they wore them as a hairstyle. They just okay. kind of talked about it happening. But braiding your hair was definitely something that people in all sorts of different cultures and societies did as a magical tool. And same thing, as you're braiding your hair, do your intent. My favorite one is like right before a, like an interview or something or a, or a date, take just a little bit of hair from the back of your neck enough to do a very tiny, tiny three-strand braid. And as you're thinking, you know, I, I hope I'm confident and, and secure and have great answers to every question for this interview while you're braiding your hair. And then just tuck it back. No one's going to see it. And now you have a spell that's going to last just for a little while as that braid works itself out that will hopefully bind some of that energy that you just raised to give you confidence and good answers and a good interview. Well, I'm glad you I, I'm glad you made that little point that no one's going to see because hair braiding is a, a great form of knot magic for folks that are still in the broom closet and are not comfortable coming out. This is something that you can do all day, every day, and no one's going to know. Even the men out there, you can braid it and, and no one's going to know that there's magical intent there. For those that are in the broom closet, this is a nice, powerful, useful tool for you. And I talked about a little teeny tiny braid that you could hide, but Shell's talking about beautiful braided hairstyles. When yeah. you're doing your hair in the morning, put a little bit of oil in there and braid your intent for strength or similar to veiling where you put an actual piece of cloth on your head. You could braid your hair to be your veil or your protection for the day and even put in crystals or small hair clips that you have charged with certain intents to be your protection on your crown for the entire day. That is just a beautiful way to do magic with hair. I think so too. I think so too. And it's super easy to hide, which is why it's something that's very, very popular. And witches' ladders can come in all different forms. Like I said, you can tie knots to be a curse. You can bind someone to keep them away from you or to bind their energy away. Or you can bind good things together, such as um, a coven cord or... I also still have my hand fasting cord from when my husband and I were married, which similar to the coven cords, we took cords that had colors relevant to us and we wove them in a, this was a five strand braid. I chose a five strand braid for that particular cord. But again, it was woven with magic and intent and we still have it together. And similar to the binding of them, uh, you can also unbind knots with intention. I've, I've done that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shell was also hand fasted with a cord. And I distinctly remember the ceremony to unwind that cord. 
unwind that cord. You know, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. No harm, no foul. That's right. But it, it, you sometimes, you know, you, you got to undo what you've done. And that's easy to do with not magic. You can easily, I don't want to say easily undo what you've did done, but you can, you can kind of reverse that magic in an easier way than say other methods. You know, this may be aging me, but I remember back in the day, another form of, of cute hair magic, I would do the little braid. You know, you talked about getting the little braid from the, the tight inside back. But remember, after we braid them, then you get the embroidery cord and the different colors and then maybe arm or two and do hair, hair wraps. wraps. Hair wraps were something I utilized for spell work a lot back in the day. Do people even do that now? They do. Are hair wraps still a thing? I think so. And hair braids are very, very popular now. Other than hair, knot magic has all sorts of different uses. Do you know sailors used to use knot magic? People forget that. Sailors used to use specific knots to kind of get favor with the seas or get favor with the weather. This is something that that that's definitely kind of goes across the board, not necessarily in witch circles. I think people have practiced knot magic in one form or fashion all throughout time. I think because it, it is so it's so easy to see the magic in it. I mean, tying something up is binding them. Untying something is releasing it. It's easy to see that. It's also you talked about sailors knots. They know so many different types of knots and some of oh, them yeah. are quite beautiful and intricate. And just looking at a knot can be a very meditative experience. Looking at a Celtic knot or looking at a very elaborately tied knot, you can get kind of lost in following the curves and the lines of a well-tied knot. Um, there's also the story of, of the Gordian knot that was supposed to be the, this great mysterious knot that could not be untied. And something about, I think it was Alexander the Great was presented with this Gordian knot that was so mystical and could not be untied by anyone. And he kind of pulled an Indiana Jones and pulled out his sword and just sliced it in half. <laughs> because that That's is a dating. Hey, it's one, nobody said you couldn't untie it that way. How you untie the knot can also mean something differently. You can very carefully unpick the knot over time, which could be symbolizing untying a problem. Maybe you've got a particularly difficult issue that you're dealing with. And in some spell work, you can tie up this crazy elaborate knot. And then as the ongoing part of the spell, you could try to pick it apart slowly over time. And the idea being as you unravel and pick apart that knot, you're better able to unravel and pick apart the problem that you're having in your life. So there's a metaphorical reason as, with it as well. Right. And, and again, that's why they're so powerful, because it makes sense to your subconscious, to your magical brain. And that's also why sometimes you don't want to pick apart. Sometimes the answer is to slice it with a big ass sword. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes you just got to cut to the chase. That's right. Exactly. Just to kind of circle back to something we talked about with that witch's ladder. Do you feel that is there ever a time where is one not enough? Or do you think it has to be in kind of that one, three, nine pattern? What's your thought on the number of knots for magic? I think that's going to depend on the witch and the situation. For me, I like three, six, nine. I like doing things in, in pattern. So three knots would probably be the minimum that I'd want to do. And besides that charm is so much fun to say anyways. You can make up your own. They're pretty easy you know, any number of rhyming schemes will work for you. 
one is certainly fine. You can definitely do a one and done knot. I mean, if you're doing a freezer spell, you want somebody away from you and you just do one quick knot and throw that in there, that'll work just fine. Oh, I got to tell you. Okay. So <laughs> I got a quick story, Shell. <laughs> okay. I saw a video on one of my witch boards. You ever see on all these different social media where people are like, I found this outside and all the witches are like, leave it. Don't touch that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I saw something where a diver had found it looked like a two liter Mountain Dew bottle in a river, which first of all, people were witches. Let's please not litter. Yes, I understand getting rid of a spell, but there's good ways and bad ways. But anyways, this diver opened up the two liter bottle and inside were what looked like knives bound and knotted with rope. Oh, yeah. That looks oh. like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. And he unbound them all. Oh. Oh. So uh, <laughs> that's commitment, dude. <laughs> right? You know, there's lots of different ways to do spells. You can bind people with them. You can you can bind situations with them. And then getting rid of it is certainly important. But I don't know. I think there's better ways than throwing it in the river. I'm stuck on undoing someone else's magic. I don't think the diver knew. I mean, definitely a muggle. Certainly had no idea what he was getting into and just thought he was like, what is this? I'm going to check it out. And then unbound someone's everything. Wow. Yeah. So a couple things. One, don't Don't litter. litter. If you're going to be putting things outside, put it in a pumpkin shell. If you're going to put it in the river or in the earth, put it in something that will be biodegradable, that will return itself to the earth safely. And actually, this is a good time of year to do that because there's lots of pumpkins and gourds that you can do that with. Yeah. Why use a plastic or a glass bottle, especially if you don't ever want to see it again? Put it in a pumpkin. Throw it out in the in the woods. Uh, another knot spell. I, this is going to be kind of a spell heavy episode, I guess. But I love this. I love this idea. You know, we talked about you and your hand fasting cord and, and unknotting that as, as part of a ritual. You can also do this pretty easily for any ex-lover, whether you have a hand fasting cord or not. If you have one of their old shirts, especially an old t-shirt, but you can take fabric and turn it into yarn, like you start a little cut and then you just kind of tear it until it's like yarn thickness and you just keep, yeah, you can just keep cutting the whole thing. And even a lot of times you can get one long strand of yarn. Oh, wow. If you don't know how to do this, YouTube it. It's pretty easy. But yeah, so make yarn out of the t-shirt. Like I said, YouTube it. It's easy. And as you're making the yarn, think about letting go of everything bad in that relationship. As you're literally destroying this t-shirt, destroy the relationship, let it go. Get out whatever anger you have to, you know, your faults, their faults, everybody's faults. Get it out while you destroy this t-shirt. Be done. Be done. Then now you have this new thing, this pile of yarn. Cleanse it, consecrate it. Think about the phoenix rising from the ashes. Think about making something new out of the old. Then take your yarn and crochet something. Knit something small. Tie a macrame necklace. Tie a cord. Just braid it. But while you're making those knots, think about creating something new and beautiful and what you learned from that relationship that you're going to take into your new life without that person. The new you, the the lessons you learned. The, the strengths that you now have as you create this beautiful thing out of this old thing. And then when you're done, you either keep that as a reminder of what you have created or you burn that and release it and let it go. But that is a fabulous way to use not magic to let go of a relationship. That's actually beautiful. I like that. I like that. Thank you. I made that shit up. It's good, right? It is. <laughs> <laughs> it is. <laughs> 
Yeah, so you can get very creative with knot magic. It's so simple and so easy to use, and it's so applicable in a lot of different situations. And I think, you know, one thing people get a little caught up with was stuff online. You know, everybody thinks, oh, I got to do it the way they did it on Witch Talk, or I got to do it the way they do it on Instagram. There's a lot of beautiful knots out there. I've looked. They're pretty. I was looking at this one earlier today called the Celtic Button. I want to learn how to do that. But like you can do a shoe tie knot and that is just as effective. You do not need to be doing some crazy Navy SEAL type level knot here. You can just do a simple shoestring knot. Your magic is going to be just as effective. So don't let social media make you think that you've you've got to go on some not you know some not learning mission it's a quick easy way and again i'm really actually instead of knots i'm really more of a fan of the braids i do love the braids myself it's a me thing yeah i like crocheting too you know i used to always have that long 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 hair so it was easier for me now that i've kind of shortened it up a little bit maybe not so many braids but i i'm definitely partial to the braid magic I've always liked the the knot work of making jewelry and the the hair wraps. Like I was the only, always the person doing the hair wraps for people. You were, you were. <laughs> I like to do the knots. Just like Shell said, keeping it simple is fine. Do what works for your intuition. If you feel like you need to make a complex knot, like look up a style of knot, learn how to do it and do that knot specifically, then do that. There's power in that. There's magic in the studiousness of learning that and then doing it exactly. There's also power in, fuck you, I'm tying this knot just once and you're done. There is. Both of those work. Right, right, right. <laughs> whatever, whatever you need, you're going to know. So if it feels right to you, that's what you need to do because your magical brain is different than Shell's magical brain, which is right. different than my magical brain. Right. And the symbolism and the archetypes that work for each of us are very personal specific. So find what works for you. If you need a specific type of cord, specific type of color, that can help for some people's magical brains, but not for others. Yeah, I definitely got to learn that Celtic button because I think it's cool and it's calling to me. There you go. See, that's exactly why you should learn it. Once you learn it, you'll find some reason why you'll need that in a spell. I bet. And then and then just wait because everything that you see is going to, I'll be like, hey, Layla, do you want this? It's got a nice Celtic button on it that I just nodded up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And hey, knot work is really pretty. Like I said, I make jewelry so you can knot all sorts of cool things for people out of it. So definitely knots can be used all sorts of different ways in your practice. You should try it a couple different ways. Try braiding something. Try a simple knot. Try a complex knot. Look at some Celtic knots while you're meditating. But, you know, see what works for you in your practice. It's a very underrated uh, use, uh, magical use. And I think that, you know, people are doing it more often than they may realize. Again, I was doing knot magic and didn't even know it for years. It's quick. It's easy and super, super effective, highly underrated. Thank you so much for listening to Back on the Broomstick. We hope you all enjoyed our show today. Oh, I almost forgot. For those of you who have signed up on our website, backonthebroomstick.com, we have a newsletter which will be going out hopefully in the next week. So I apologize that that's delayed. It's our first one, guys. We haven't done a newsletter before. And I'm actually, I was kind of excited to kind of put this together. You know, it kind of got the old creative juices flowing. Great time of year to have that start. And I think we've got something fabulous to get out there. So I think so too. So if you have not yet signed up for our newsletter, you still have time to catch our very first Back on the Broomstick newsletter, the October edition. So head over to our website, backonthebroomstick.com, 
or check out our Instagram or our Facebook, all at Back on the Broomstick. And we will see you next week. And most importantly, keep it witchy. That's right. <laughs>